Hey folks, episode number 34. Feels good getting there. 34 is a nice number. Uh, yeah, made it back. 34 makes me think of Shaq when yeah, he played for the Lakers. Yeah, big Shaq, Diesel. I can tell I've been watching sports forever. Every time I hear a number, I'm like, oh, which athlete? I was thinking, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that, because we talked about this a couple episodes ago, how I was going to wait for episode 34 to call it the Shaq episode, and then forgot about it until you just mentioned it again. So is this now the Shaq episode? This is the Shaq episode. Okay. Well, it's not the Shaq episode. Actually, it's the Darren Archibald episode, featuring our our interview with uh, Utica Comets left wing uh, Darren Archibald, who was super nice and super chill, and we went to the Comets game. That was fun. That was fun. It's always fun. Yeah, so let's do it. Let's get into the show. Boom. I'm gonna take Shaq on the show. I would if you could have who'd be better than Shaq? Kobe over Kobe, Shaq, right? Kobe, Kobe. yeah. You, that's very you can't few, even ask me that question. Very few people, though, like from a from a personality standpoint. I'd take Barkley over Shaq. Are we I talking about just basketball players? Celebrities? I would say celebrities is a wide range. There's yeah, sports celebrities of I guess. that I take over Shaq. If it was NBA players, I feel like Barkley might be up there as a guy I'd take over Shaq. Barkley's oh, yeah. super entertaining. So, um. Well, that's a good way to start the show, right? Just talking about NBA. I mean, pretty much. It was All-Star Weekend. It was a great All-Star Weekend this that's weekend, true. actually. The dunk contest was the best it's been in years. Yeah, the shout out. point contest was cool as well. Yeah, shout out to the dunk contest champion. Is it Levine? Zach Levine? Levine. Levine. Yes. I saw some of his dunks. They were very smooth and very tight. Yeah, it was crazy. Impressed. I love All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend for basketball is my favorite All-Star Weekend of any of the major sports leagues. Because basketball is your soccer for me. It's like that's the sport that you... Yeah, but they like they do it different because everybody's out on a court. So like all the players are out there, even the ones who aren't dressed up for like all the different like dunk contests, mm. three-point contests. Everybody's like hanging out. And it feels very like carnival-esque. It's like a big event that's, you know, yeah. not just the game. Like the game is the end of it. But the weekend as a whole, I think, is what the draw is. I tend to dislike sports All-Star games in general. They're always pretty meaningful. It seems like to me. I hate the baseball one. I have a lot of reasons for disliking the baseball one, but mostly it's like if you're going to have the game mean something, you shouldn't let people vote for the teams because then what's like then why does it mean something? If it means something, you should pick the best players. Like the coaches should pick the best players, right? Yeah, baseballs. Like, baseballs All Star Weekend is like very dour and serious. They take yeah, themselves too seriously. Too NBA seriously. like the NBA game is just a lot of fun. Yeah. They're just out there like. Everybody's laughing, having a good time. They're only just sort of playing around. I like the NHL because the NHL similarly is cool in the way where they do it different. They're like, we're going to have a three-on-three tournament instead of having... I would all, love you know, to see that. Like, I would love to see a one-on-one tournament from the NBA. That's my dream thing to see All-Star see, Weekend. I would have like, these guys I would, go at each other one-on-one. I would like the All-Star players to pick teams of three out of all of the All-Stars. Like you vote for all the All-Stars, and then you pick captains, right? And LeBron picks his two, and everyone else picks their two, and then you have a little mini-tournament to see which three wins the, the title for, like, best three. That's must-see TV. That's, friends, I, dude, I would love to watch you got to call the commissioner. I'm going to call him right now. Adam Silver, it's my dude. He can also come on the show. Um, take him as well. We had a lot of time to talk about stuff like this this weekend and watch sports because it was so cold out. Oh, my God. We stayed in the house pretty much all weekend, I want to say. I, yeah, I don't think everybody who I, – I don't think anybody really left their house if they didn't have to. I oh mean, I had God. to I had to work on Saturday, and I went in pretty early, and it was horrible. It was so oppressive. Is this validation for all the nerds out there that global warming is not real? 
your thoughts. <laughs> is this the validation? That's cold as hell, man. Um, uh, for, for the idiots, yeah. I mean, certainly. <laughs> if I mean, if this doesn't seem like extreme uh, weather to them, I don't really know what to tell them. But uh, So, somehow, you know, shockingly, this brought my car back to the shop. My sh- car's in the shop again. Your I had car- a good couple weeks. <laughs> good couple of weeks for my car. You had to, you gotta, I think we're gonna have to, if, when you decide to get rid of that car, we're gonna push it off a cliff on the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we'll leave a, live, micro, we'll leave a microphone inside of it. We'll leave Aaron Higgins inside of it and she can, oh. live, she can, look, she can commentate it on the way down. <laughs> she can do a like hot take. That car is very safe. She would survive. I would never want anything bad. You know what? Here's the reason that I'm, uh, that I'm a little salty with Higgins. Uh, she can, she's coming on in the next segment. Um, you know, Outside the box, we tape this at the end. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So Aaron's already been here, and she brought us these uh, these Valentine's uh, conversation hearts with the writing yeah, the on them. Yeah, little hearts, things. She thought she did us a favor. Like this is really sweet of her. Like oh, I got you guys Valentine's candy. These are like a bad joke. I feel like I got. I feel like I got pranked. Like this is like. I feel like it. That's a that's a harsh take on candy hearts. Candy like, hearts are towards the bottom of the totem pole for like Valentine's candies, though. This is like candy that was cursed by an evil wizard. Like I don't, I don't even I, I don't even know where you are. I, I think I'm gonna have to quit the show. I, already, it's not even the first segment. Like I'm gonna eat one right now. I'm gonna eat one right now and see if it's any good. No, <laughs> it still sucks. It sounds like your teeth are breaking. I feel like my teeth and my heart are breaking at the same time. That's Valentine's candy for you. Your teeth oh. and your heart break. How was your Valentine's Day? Uh, it was uneventful. I had the day off and stayed inside because it was cold. I don't go outside. I don't like it. It's too cold. <laughs> I don't go outside. Uh, yeah, so I went out on Valentine's Day to go do dinner with my grandmother. We went to my grandmother's nursing home. Yeah, yeah. On, and that was when I drove out of the park. Oh, pardon me, I have so much disgusting candy in my mouth. <laughs> uh, so this, that's the moment when I had to take the car out. Right. And as I got up the street and realized that I had no power steering fluid because I could not turn the wheel. You ever had that in front of your people out there? If you ever had when your power steering goes, it just becomes the worst thing to ever happen to try and turn your car one inch to the left. Yeah, it's, you got to like put oh. a shoulder into it. Uh, so that was brutal, but um, wasn't so bad. I'll get my car back tomorrow. So by the time you folks hear this, I'll be back on the road. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, be, seriously, be careful. Seriously, be careful. If you ever see Sam driving, uh, don't wave to him. Don't acknowledge him. Don't take his mm-hmm. eyes off the road for a moment because he's in mm-hmm. danger. Uh, so what did you think about meeting Darren Archibald? We have him on the show as our interview this week. Uh, he was nice. It was crazy because when you see somebody play hockey at that level, like your my mind still wants to quantify them as like somehow like older than me or, mm. or something like that. Not and anymore. Like, that, that's what I mean. Like you start yeah, to yeah. notice, like we've met him. I'm like, oh, he's like, well, it's, this guy's younger. You know what I mean? Like not like this guy's a kid, but like when you, it's interesting to meet somebody who does something. It was very nice though. Well, you don't want to know what's funny to me. A couple, couple hot takes on that. One, it ties into the NBA thing you were talking about. Now when I watch sports, I realize that pretty much everybody I'm watching is at least five years younger than me. It's crazy, right? Right? Like, it's horrifying. Um, and then the other take is about Darren himself, who was a really, really nice guy. Um, very smart, very soft-spoken, very uh, funny. You know, he gave us all his time after the game. But I did my research on Darren before the game, and I found out how tall he was, how big he was. I'm like, wow, he's 6'3", 200-and-some-odd like pounds. He's a big guy. And when I met him, I was like, you know, he's not as big as I thought he was going to be. And that's because I hang out with you so much, and you just happen to be a giant. That is true. <laughs> that is, crazy. I don't, I don't even like. It's crazy. Like you're sitting here. You looked up the size of this guy. I don't ever look up the size of any guys because they're gonna be shorter, they're like shorter almost all the time. You. They're almost always gonna be shorter than me, which makes it bad though. Because when I run into somebody who's considerably taller than me, it freaks me out. I don't like it. 
Like, I ran into a group. There was a group of people in a restaurant one time. must have been a family. They all looked alike, and all the guys were probably six foot seven and above. Yeah. So, like, up to, like, six foot eleven probably, and I had to walk through them. That was probably the only time in my life since I was a kid where I've been in a group of people where I'm the shortest person oh, yeah. there, and it was very disorienting. You Having you as a best friend has ruined my ability to be impressed by people's height. Like, I'll meet people who are taller. Like, I know I'm tall. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of tall. <laughs> you're taller than me, but I'm like... I'm like I'm right. A lot of people level. taller than you. I'm, I'm the tallest person in my family. So think about that for a second. That's but, crazy. You're <laughs> all you're all very little Italian and Syrian yeah. people over there. But at five nine, I don't feel short. I feel like that's right on the cusp of like. Yeah, it feels eh, like average. it's about average. All right, so um, so Aaron's here this week. Aaron is here. Uh, and we had the Darren Archibald interview coming up. Um, let's just jump into the show. Let's hear it for Aaron Higgins. She'll be here in just a minute. Boom. We've brought you in from the cold. You made it here. Barely. It's pretty good. You were here two weeks ago. You weren't here last week. Now you're here this week. That's, I like that's to, good. I like to spread it out. It's a good ratio. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> How's, uh, how you doing, though? You, are you freezing cold up in your mansion? Up in cold, wherever you live. <laughs> your ice cold mansion. It's just like frozen. <laughs> it's just like frozen. Get yourself your own ice castle on top of the hill. Mm. Ooh, do I get like a snowman that sings, too? It's your castle. Mm. All right. Well, we talked about it earlier. Uh, that You are actually the person to thank for this week's interview with Darren Archibald. Because you were the one who was out front making this happen. So good work for you. Hey, you know, I can do stuff too. Making things happen. <laughs> I'm good. I was it was um it was a great interview, and I can't wait to talk about it when we get to it. Well, I gotta say, uh, we'll get to the interview in just a little bit, but I want to say something happened when we went to go film this interview that doesn't normally happen. The three of us went out together as a podcast and hung out. With nobody else. With nobody else, which never happens usually it's like the whole gang is there but it was just the trio yeah it was, I, we, I guess we were out there as a podcast just running around sitting i thought it was funny when they because we had to go sit in the media section with the media <laughs> passes and we were just there like we showed up in the third period and we're just kind of hanging out we're like yeah here we are and there's these like Super dudes serious. sitting up there with laptops like tracking every shot mm. and just oh yeah we're hanging out and aaron's yelling to her dad who's in the next segment over <laughs> yeah the rest of the press crew is very serious with their laptops they were wildly annoyed by me uh they did not like any of our casual conversation which is like i like that guy's jersey it looks good on him what do you hey. think about that jersey hey you can't do that with your stick yeah, like you can't do that. I don't think that's allowed. What a schoom this guy is. Just, yeah, yeah a lot of that. The a lot of it. The Apparently you guys are both really old and Italian <laughs> in the comments game. Um, we did really well, though. I was really proud of us. Uh, but it got me thinking about something, and uh, if anyone wants to uh, hear more about this, after you're done listening to this episode of the show, of course, go listen to Bill Simmons' interview last week with Al Michaels. They talk a lot about uh, watching live sports. And one of the things they talk about is that hockey is probably the best sport to watch live 
but maybe the worst sport to watch on television because it doesn't translate. I'll agree with that. I don't and like hockey on TV at all. No, it's terrible on TV. Do you and remember the year um, that they decided to make the little neon circle around the puck on TV? Yes. That was the worst. Yeah, the Homer Simpson. Yeah, that uh, was the worst. Yeah. Um, well, that was before high definition. And, and to be fair, going to high def has actually been better for hockey. It's still, it yeah, makes yeah. it a little easier to see the puck. But something, the thing I notice, and I think about it every time we go to the Commons game, almost every time I go to any Commons game, I go, man, you don't really notice how fast the game is. Yeah, because it's the, really fast. Until the camera's not moving along with the players. When you actually start watching, because that's, that's what throws it off on TV. They have the camera work, and it sort of uh, takes away some of the the excitement of that speed and intensity, but I had a great time at the Commons game with you guys. Good we times. had a blast. We really should be doing this more often. Going to Comets games? No, just trio outings. I know, more but trio But probably Comets games, too. Just start traveling fun. as a trio? Yeah, we couldn't drink in the press section, so next time we'll be able to drink. I didn't know about that. I suppose it makes sense that you can't just let the press go in there and get lit, <laughs> then come down to the locker room and be like, you guys played like girls. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, yeah, right, because they, um, you know, sadly, uh, they lost that game. They lost 4-3 to in it overtime. It was a horrible overtime Horrible well, overtime. It was horrible overtime, but it was interesting because they were down three to one and they fought their way back and everyone was kind of getting all hyped up like, yeah. That's why it was such a bad yeah. overtime. It was so anticlimactic. It was over like, like 10 seconds, yeah, uh, was which was a downer. Uh, we had a good time in the comments game and you will hear our interview with uh, Darren after the rest of this segment. So let's move on to some more topical stuff for today. Uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day for all you lovers out there. Uh Valentine's Day for me is mostly a day to clean and read books and hide from the world because it's a, it's a scam <laughs> holiday, right? I like the candy. I do like the candy. That's Not why as... Aaron showed up to the studio today with no less than 16 boxes of the little <laughs> tiny conversation hearts. I love them. They're so good. <laughs> All right, so which one of us uh, definitely not sad single individuals wants to talk first about why Valentine's Day is terrible? I Valentine's Day is uh, Valentine's Day is fine with me. They yeah. can let them. Yeah, if you if you want to celebrate Valentine, if you're with somebody and you want to like celebrate a day, celebrate your day. Don't feel compelled to if that's not the relationship you have. But like, if you want to celebrate it, I'm not gonna hold it against you. Mm. Valentine's Day is okay in my book. Honestly, as a as a, an educator, Valentine's Day is adorable. Mm-hmm. We make, I made so many, I know, but you know, like, that's, the, pers- that's, so that's the perspective that I'm coming from. Like, I prepped a hundred Valentines to give to kids. I, so I had glitter and glue yeah, and Valentine's candy. Day was always really nice when I was in yes, elementary school. It's like, adorable. they've got, like, hearts and everybody's, like, flowers and everybody gets candy and you get Valentines for your old class. Oh, we made. That's va- a pretty good setup. Valentine's, Valentine's Day was nice back then. We made love monsters and Valentine's kangaroos with little hearts in the pouches <laughs> and penguins shaped like hearts. I mean, it's adorable, really. It's a lot of fun. Valentine's Day, I feel like, does kind of take on a different context as you get older, right? Because when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Valentine's Day in elementary school meant that you would go to wherever, uh, Target, whatever the store is, and get your special Valentines that are in whatever uh, genre or brand you like. So for me, it was always the WWE or Ninja Turtles, right? And then you uh, and then you cut them up and you give them to all your friends and you make sure that the girl you like gets the nicest one mm. of all the cards. Like you pick well, the yeah. one. And that's what it is. Like you're in the store, you're a little kid, and you're thinking, you're like, all right, what kind of impression am I trying to make to my classmates this exactly. year? Exactly. Am I a Spider-Man guy this year, or is this the year of Michael Jordan? And like, I'll be which honest. year is this? I'll be honest. I'm really impressed by the company's uh, makings of Valentine's these days. I got a bunch of them with, like, little 3D alligators that the teeth moved. 
I had a bunch that, I mean, they're above and beyond. This year, I got a couple that had, like, pencils stuck in them, and you can do your own Mad Lib on the back. Mm. Very classy. Very upgraded. <laughs> Very upscale. Very upscale Valentine's from Target this year. <clears throat> I just remember I had, like, the WWE Valentine's, and they all had, like, takeoffs on stuff like the wrestlers would say. It's like, <laughs> to the best Valentine there is, best Valentine there was, and best Valentine there ever will be. Just a picture of Brent. And you're like, Yeah! <laughs> and the, the girls don't appreciate it. They're like, who's this man wearing pink? Why is this on guy? My, who's who's this? this sweaty man in tights? Why is this guy in underpants? Why are you giving me a picture of a man uh, in underpants? So I, I don't really care about Valentine's Day at all. Because I Valentine's Day, in the knock that most people say, oh, it's a corporate holiday. Oh, it's all about selling cards. Well, I hate to break it to you. Pretty much every holiday now. It's pretty like much that. everything that you do every day, every all the time. And every, yeah. yeah, everywhere you go. It's all corporate now. Um, but... For me, Valentine's Day, I think, in your early 20s was always like... I didn't like it because it was like, oh, man, if I'm not with a girl, it's like, what a downer. I barely realized that I was, like... It was Valentine's Day for the first off yesterday. And second of all, I don't really feel as sad as I once did in the 20s. So Valentine's Day came off as just another day. That being said... I did get my mom and grandmother a Valentine's Day card, which is not oh, what see, I'm going to start nice. doing from now on. That's, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah, that's really Because sweet. honestly, they appreciated it, and I felt like I actually did something for the holiday. So, yeah. if you, so if you don't got a Valentine on Valentine's Day, give your mom and grandparents a card. If you, don't, if you don't have a Valentine on Valentine's Day, send Sam's mom a card. Send my mom a card. <laughs> she would like she it. Will that's, love we should it. campaign on that next year and see how many Valentines we can get sent to your mom. <laughs> it's great. We'll just put the address out on Twitter um, and on the podcast and see if we can get your mom like 100 Valentines. Yeah. That's and a then great I, idea. And then I just bought my niece and nephew candy because that's, you know, because they're kids. They're Valentine's only man. So today is also a holiday, guys. It's not Valentine's Day today, it is President's Day. Or as I like to refer to it, a day where you don't have to go to work and everything in the store is on sale. It's funny because I still had to go to work today. Didn't, didn't. seem to make a difference for me. Some uh, of people don't. Some people have to go to work. I didn't. <laughs> I don't have to go to work for the whole week, but that's a different story altogether. You on break? Yeah, I'm on break. I'm on vacation right now. Can't you tell? I'm somewhere tropical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drinking in my tire, whatever. Now, let me let me ask you. I, I may come off sounding like a moron here, unsurprisingly. Um, didn't... President's Day used to just be different holidays. Like, wasn't it just like Lincoln's birthday and George Washington's birthday? We merged them. We merged them all. Is I that what so. it was? Did we? When? No, I don't. Yeah. When did that happen? I think we still like they'll still say like, oh, hey, you know, it's George Washington's birthday. In case birthday. you care, it's George Washington's birthday. But like, I don't think there was like George Washington's birthday day. I don't think that was a thing. <laughs> hey, real? Was I, don't it? Th- I don't think they had Washington Day the same way they have like Columbus Day, which we've weighed in on in the past. Uh, All right, well, who's your, uh, I guess here's a hot question for you guys on President's Day. Who's your favorite president? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt is my guy. I I like Teddy Roosevelt. I would be remiss if I didn't say Lincoln. I do have a Lincoln bust on my dresser. I love Lincoln. Loved his story. Nothing wrong with Lincoln either. Taft. Taft, huh? (laughs) He was the fattest president. He was the fattest president. And that's why I like him. I read something interesting today about Taft, actually. He got stuck Um, in a bathtub once, and that's why I like Taft. That's true. He was also the only president to also serve as a Supreme Court justice after his time as a president. Yes, he was. Which I read today because of all the Supreme Court stuff going on. That was like a factoid that oh, somebody had in somewhere. Yeah. I wish I had done more research before. And, uh, but I remember a couple, about a year ago, I watched this really, really, really terrible documentary on Netflix. It was called The Ultimate Guide to the Presidency. You could tell it was obviously trash. But it was very entertaining. And one of the things I realized while watching it, uh, James Polk 
underrated president. Go look up James Polk. He did some interesting stuff. <laughs> James Polk is an underrated president. I've seen some stuff about him as well, and so I can actually concur with that. Yeah, James Polk, man. Who's the most, so he's your vote. Who's your most underrated president, Aaron? Most underrated president of all time. Um, that that guy. What's his name? That one of them. I guess that would. That president. That would prove the point. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Can even remember his no, name. it's not Jimmy Carter. It's um, uh, um. He has a funny name. It's a Franklin sick. Pierce. No, the forgotten president. We're just no. gonna start naming presidents. Zachary Taylor. No, he Andrew. wasn't he in Handsome. Millard Fillmore. Yes, <laughs> Millard, Millard Fillmore. Fillmore. No, it's um, his name had a C in it. Calvin Coolidge. No, maybe that was the one I was thinking of. No, one of them had a funny name, and um, I remember my brother did a <laughs> did a. Uh, <laughs> what have I done? Guys, I'm, listen. First off, I'm an educator for America right now, so I should know my presidents, but I don't. All right. I don't. Uh, I don't know Hamilton, maybe. Let me was tie. He president? No. <laughs> no, he was. Let me try this one here and tie this together for you. Can if, we just go back to where I was talking about how fat Taft was? Yeah, all right, so let's let, let me try and phrase this for you. That was this really way. my forte. I'll try and combine both holidays. If you had to give one president a Valentine's Day card, like who would? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. All right, very good. Very good. He was a babe. I mean, uh, let's and plus he did a lot of great things. You know, Emancipation hmm. Proclamation. I know those words. So. <laughs> Uh, I do know those words as well. I do know those words. So two holidays that probably are not anyone's favorite holidays in a row, back to back. Pretty weird, right? President's Day is a very low-level holiday. Yeah. It's no Arbor Day. They do close things. You have the day. (laughs) I love Arbor Day. Big fan of Arbor Day. Wow. I'm going to ask you. I hope that we have a podcast when it's Arbor Day. I'm going to ask you. You you better observe Arbor Day this year. I like nature. You 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 know my favorite thing about Arbor Day is every year for Arbor Day, my elementary school plants a tree. And so we do this this huge thing every year. And then the local college gives every child in the school a pencil, which to me <laughs> is like a little bit backwards. Like we plant a tree and then subsequently we give out three trees worth of pencils. And it's just a little bit backwards. Uh, That's a little weird. Sort to of sending send mixed signals. It's to a the little youth mixed of signals. It is. Uh, speaking of sending mixed signals, let's move along to our last story for this segment, which has to do with something that blew up on Facebook today. Uh, for any of you local folks uh, on Facebook who are familiar with Slice Pizzeria, there seemed to be a little bit of a controversy today about the way that they handled some interactions on Facebook with some customers who were unhappy. I don't know if that's the best way to put this. That, that, was, that very, was very diplomatic. That was, that was very diplomatic. diplomatic. That was very diplomatic. Um, yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know. That's that's crazy. Uh, for those of you who don't, uh, who aren't aware of what happened, I think for those of have, you like me who don't have a Facebook and have no freaking clue what's going on, well, you're better off because Facebook is a den of uh, it's a sewer. It's we a be, sewer. We know. Uh, but the general idea is that uh, one of the guys from Slice, whoever runs their Facebook page. Instead of responding to customer complaints in a way that was like, I'm very sorry that we didn't appeal to what you were looking for, you know, maybe this is better. He sort of went the other way and said, maybe it's your own <laughs> sort fault. Sort of went the other way? <laughs> it was very vulgar. I read three comments mm. right here while I was sitting here, and I was, up, like, I was impressed by his overwhelming use of, like, negative terms. I just, like, I don't understand how, as as somebody who runs a business, how they, I, I get that, you know, customers will come in and they'll be... There's times where customers will be completely irrational, inappropriate, they'll be vulgar towards you, they'll be aggressive, but for the sake of your business, like, Mm. how is it not better to just avoid it and be the bigger person than to get drawn into a controversy? You know what I mean? Like, Mm. I think there's a lot to be said for tact 
in this in this 100 percent. you have to i mean you have to yeah. attack if you're interacting with the public and like that's what you do especially running it's, a social media page for it's your one thing to get in an argument with a customer in real life if a, if you were to, if you felt so unbearably violated as a business that you felt the need to interact in a negative manner with a customer in person that's one thing but to put it in social media and then to subsequently have it blow up the way it did mm. I mean, come on. You're never going to have a business now without that little tag attached to you. You make and you make a, a conscious choice to, you know, if somebody's coming at you and you get in an argument with a customer, it's one thing, but you make a choice as to how you react to that situation. No matter what the customer does, you can't let them bait you into also being, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. going off the deep end like that. Even if that's the way you feel, go home and say that oh, to yeah. somebody else. Like go home and you know do whatever you've got to do there like to go out publicly and to make these comments as a business owner how do you i don't even understand where your brain would have to be to think that that's an appropriate way for any adult to behave at all two things that are it's important to me two things important in the uh in the food hospitality industry whatever you want to call it from people who and you know yeah. one the customer is always right even when they're wrong and more often than not, they're probably going to be wrong. They are usually wrong. As somebody yeah. who spent a long time yeah. working in restaurants and hospitality industry, the customer is usually wrong. Yes. But they're always right, even when they're wrong. And the second part of that is this. Maybe you want to say some of these things. I know that I've wanted to say some terrible stuff as a waiter to some of the customers and terrible people I've met. But you realize that as a, you know, as a representative for the company, you can't really say that. Your job, specifically, is to keep your feelings to yourself, right? I now, go ahead. Well, mind you, I work for a corporate restaurant, right? So if I said anything, like anything that was said on Facebook today to one of these customers in real life, even if I was justified, I'm getting fired, my friend. Like, yeah. I have to answer to somebody, you know, higher than me. I think that's where the problem lies with a place like this, because... The guy who's probably responding is presumably the owner, right? Like, he's as presumably, high as the company goes. The I don't know anyone yeah. there, so it's not like I, I don't know the people, but no, it's there's not, no... It, it is. is. Yeah. It is. So there's no ar- overarching structure. So if you make a statement that, like, this is how we're going to treat people, and this is from the top level, you're setting a real terrible precedent for how you're going to treat people going forward. And I don't really mean to be, you know, I, have, I, I spent a few years in, in customer service, so I know a little bit about it, but if you're a small business in a town with about a thousand similar small businesses mm-hmm. and you're fighting for customers and money and 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 you know people to come to see your shop you should be really ensuring that you have the best customer service and you mm. need to set yourself apart in a positive way this sets this business apart in a negative way and it's almost like you could potentially deter people from coming into your business. This is a local business that only really draws from a local regional area. If you're going to get in this kind of argument on a, a platform like Facebook, which is going to be filled by mostly local people, you're really putting yourself in a situation for this to be out there for most of your customer base. Well, I think, and, and to, to a larger point, I think arguing on the internet like that oh, as God. a whole, like... I, so I can bad. I can understand having like a discussion and talking about things. That's what comment forums are there for. Yeah. But to get to a point where you're just like arguing and like mm. yelling name like calling, vitriolic stuff, name calling yeah. all that. What do you how do you have I just I can't put myself in the headspace of a person who does that. No. I had a three Twitter message conversation with a guy on Twitter a couple days ago who was talking about Nail Creek. Somebody made a point about how Nail Creek they're all going to Nail Creek to get you know, food. I can't wait. And this guy posted, better be careful. You know, they, uh, 
they got bad reviews in like the, the their food services, whatever. Like what do you call it? Your health Yelp? your health review. Like your being, oh, uh, oh, inspection. Yeah, 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 your health and they, they got bad health inspection thing. And uh like and the person responded like, Well, I go there five days a week, nothing ever happens to me, you know what I mean? Right. So salute, you know. And the guy responded again <laughs> with like he made some comment about like, oh, soon bigger man than me for going to you know a place like that. And I wrote back, and I, and I shouldn't have said anything. No, I shouldn't have said no, anything. But sometimes, but I couldn't I help myself. You gotta defend your. Couldn't people. help myself. You gotta so, defend your turf. So I wrote, seems like a personal problem, my man. My entire response. This seems like a personal problem, my man. This dude came after me. He's like, oh, another shill for Nail Creek. Oh, what do you think? Today? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, man, I know what people do to get the health inspections. I've seen that stuff work. When I used to work at Carmine's, you could almost guarantee that when the health inspector comes in, you're getting a B because they want you to fix the stuff and yeah. pay the fines so they can make more money so they don't just come in there and give you an A. If they come in there and give you an A, they're not making any extra money off of you. So they're going to be... Incredibly stuff. hard yeah. finding things to charge you for, so they can make that extra money. Well, right? and I think also people don't realize that in New York State specifically, uh, health inspections and things like that, you know, it's it's good to have them. It's important to be stringent, but they have some requirements that go so far outboard, mm-hmm. so that they can give you, you know, different stuff. They can give you like you know demarcations for or whatever, yeah. and like sort of mark you off. There's, it's almost unrealistic mm. to expect some of the stuff. Like, you might get a B just because you didn't have, like, your lemons yeah. on enough ice. Exactly, exactly. For five minutes, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, I said that to this guy. I said, you know, it, it, it's real easy to fail those things, and a lot of times it's all about money. And his response to me was, what, so you're saying the Oneida County Health Inspector's on the take? To which I laughed, and I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said okay, uh, all right. So my response was, absolutely not. I'm saying that every health inspector is on the take, not just Oneida County. <laughs> to which he responded by blocking me. So I got blocked for that one. Um, yeah, fine, I guess that means I win. But I guess the, the greater point of what I'm saying is I couldn't help but make a comment, knowing it was a bad idea. I made this comment, and even in an insignificant comment like that, mm-hmm. it got someone so mad at me that they blocked me, and I got annoyed, and I'm still thinking about it a week later. This is probably going to be bad for Slice, is the thought that I'm getting. There will there will have to be some bump that they take. I've seen a lot of uh, different support. A lot of people are like, don't I don't care, I'll still come there. It's pretty 50-50. And they do have a lot of goodwill out there, but there's a lot of people who won't go there. I wonder how many of the people who say they won't go there were going there in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's people who probably won't try it out because of that, but it's just, you know, there's got to be some long-term ramification, you would think. Hot take, even for me in general, Slice is, like, number three for pizza for me around here. And not because I don't like their product, but because uh, most of the pizza I get here is situational, right? Like, if I want a specific... Slice, you mean? No, no, like, oh, if in I... General? If I'm getting pizza for a lot of people, I know where I'm calling. If I'm getting pizza specifically yeah. for me, I know where I'm going to call. Right. Slice tends to have a specific wheelhouse where I'm in the mood. And it's also, like, which is, like, I'm walking by Genesee Street and I want to get a slice of pizza. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's more often than not. The purple I, cow wings are fire. They are, they are very good. Well, that's kind of, that's one of the tricks because, you know, for, for whatever you can say about them... Everything I've ever had from there that's has been really good. good. Yeah. It's crazy because that's I saw a lot no of people. Reason. I saw a lot of people saying that out there today. They're like, "Yeah, I don't, you know, just, this is dumb, and all these people are dumb, but I just I like the way that this tastes. So yeah. I'm gonna keep getting it. No reason to bring negative attention when there's no need for it. That's, that's the, the thing. Only it's like it's the, the business. Key. The business seems to be doing well. All right, you know that adage. 
Any yes. attention is good attention. That's true. You know uh, that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, Shut up. Let's move along to this week's interview. Uh, we were, uh, well, do you want to talk about it? I Who's just your guy? I want to say really, really quickly, um, we were lucky enough to grab an interview with Darren Archibald, uh, mayor of Utica, if you will, <laughs> most popular guy in Utica. He plays for the Comets, as you people know. And um, uh, I have to say I was incredibly impressed by Darren Archibald. I thought that he was, he, you know, he came out and I was, I was nervous because he was so popular and because he's so... Hmm. In demand, I was really nervous we were going to get three seconds of, of a snippy guy after a game. And he came out and was charming mm-hmm. and kind and answered all of our questions. He was, like, effortlessly lovely. Handsome. Yes. <laughs> effortlessly <laughs> handsome. He's effortlessly very handsome. handsome. He was very handsome. Um, up close, he is incredible. Aaron is salivating. He is incredibly <laughs> handsome Smitten. up close. No. She was, I, we didn't mention when we went to the game, Aaron was very nervous. I was so nervous. Very, I was babbling about nothing. You were nervous. I've never seen you the like that. The whole time. I I just, well, because I was nervous. Honestly, I didn't <laughs> want it to be a bad interview, and I was like, this is all going to fall on my shoulders. What if he doesn't think I'm pretty? That's true. This was a <laughs> Who doesn't think you're pretty? <laughs> like, it was a bunch of stuff. All right. I'm so happy my boyfriend doesn't listen to this. But, like, more. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was he was incredible and he was so nice and and we loved him and we he's now a friend of ours for life and he's super nice All right. so let's go ahead and listen to uh, super let's go ahead and check out our interview with the world's most handsome hockey player Darren Archibald and we'll be back in just a moment here at the basement of the Utica Odd, and I uh, really, really appreciate you taking time out of your birthday, which I did not know was today until about an hour before we showed up here. So, uh, Darren Archibald, number 25, the big guy, Utica Comets, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so, Darren, I, I have to admit, I, uh, I'm a broadcast journalist, clearly, so I did all my research before I came here. So I was looking up some interesting things about you before uh, we did the interview today. Uh, so you were born in Canada, and I was looking through all the different locations you've played. You've played in Kalamazoo, you've played in Ontario, you've played in Chicago, you've played in Vancouver, you've played here in Utica. Where do you call home now, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bounce around a bit. Uh, home will always be uh, back in Newmarket, uh, just north of Toronto. Uh, you know, obviously Utica's been like a second home to me, being my third sure. year here. Uh, you know, I love the city, you know, the atmosphere in the building every night, the fans are great. Um, it's definitely a, a nice play to nice place to settle into uh, for the season, and uh, yeah, I've bounced around, but uh, you know, Utica's definitely uh, one of the top spots I've been uh, so awesome. far. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I was going to ask you, you, know, you still have family up in Canada? Yeah, all my family's still up there. I'm the only one that's uh, down here. Is that where you got the hockey from? Did that come through the family, or? Yeah, I, I had an older cousin uh, awesome. growing up that uh, that was that played junior A. Watched him growing up, and he ended up going on to Ohio State. To play, I play a few years there, and uh, no, he's somebody I always looked up to, and uh, you know, my uncles were always into it and everything, and uh, kind of just got put in by my parents. Uh, you know, took a took a love and passion for the game right away. Awesome. Did you do any other sports growing up, or was it all all hockey? Straight uh, yeah, through? pretty much. You name it, I played it pretty much. Really? Growing awesome. up uh, awesome. in school, from you know, track, volleyball, basketball, lacrosse. Awesome. Um, you know, I tried to. Uh, 
try to do as much as possible and keep busy and active. But uh, you know, hockey was always uh, the no- number one love for me, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it. So uh, I am a fan of hockey, but as I was reading through your your backstory, I don't really knew if I understood how the process of hockey works. Like going through like junior hockey leagues, like it seems like it, you're just moving around all the time. That's got to be hard on you as a player. Yeah, there's a lot of leagues. Uh, you know, growing up, I guess it was when I uh, 17, I played junior A. You know, out in Stouffville, and then uh, went to Barry in the OHL for two and a half years. Uh, got traded in Niagara after that. Uh, right when I signed with Vancouver, and then uh, I, I've been with their organization ever since then. Um, you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy being on the road and uh, you know seeing different cities all the time. It's a uh, it's a great experience, and you know you create bonds with the players uh, along the way. Wonderful. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, so I was looking up some stats here. Uh, March 8th, 19, uh, 2014, that was your first career NHL goal. Uh, do you have any memories of that moment, or was it just another day at the office out there? Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll definitely never forget that moment. That was definitely a special day for me. Um, you know, just even having, having the opportunity to, you know, to, to play some NHL games that year. Um, you know, it was a special moment, and uh, definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life. That's got to be, and that's the thing that really, you know, I come in to watch, you know, watch the comments a lot, and, you know, we get about, was it 4,000 people, I think, in this audience, but they really, it gets rocking. But then I was looking up some information. You know, Rogers Arena is 18, 19,000 people. What, what's the visceral difference of playing in front of a crowd that big and playing in front of this kind of crowd? Yeah, you know, it's definitely a lot more people, a lot oh, yeah. louder, um, you know, a lot, lot louder and uh, a more fun environment. But, uh, you know, the odd gets pretty rocking here. This is uh, definitely one of the best spot to, uh, to play some minor league hockey for sure. Um, it seems like, and this is just within contact with the listeners of the show, you seem to reach out and have a pretty uh, pretty vocal fan base here in the city. What do you think, what do you attest to the fact that you've been so popular locally with the, with the local community? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. You know, I, I think I'm a pretty friendly guy and outgoing, and uh, you know, I, I try to give back to, to the kids a lot and make it a fun experience awesome. for them uh, and the fans. You know, they're coming out every night supporting us, and uh, you know, this is where I'm living for the you know for the third season now, all season long. So it's nice to give back to the community and you know be involved with them and you know share the experience. Well, the community certainly loves you and they certainly appreciate it. Uh, I do have another question for you, and this is something that I found out when I was doing my research, and I thought this was crazy. You were undrafted coming out of uh, coming out of the junior leagues, but now you've already you know you played in the NHL and you're going back and forth between NHL and AHL. Do you think that had any effect on your drive to play, like getting not initially drafted? Uh, I, I never really tried to think about it too much. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of players that never get drafted to the NHL and right. you know, have long careers. Um, you know, I had a couple tryouts with our teams, Columbus and Detroit, and uh, you know the, the opportunity came, you know, to, to sign with Van, and um, you know it was an honor to uh, to sign a contract with them and, and start my professional career. Um, and it's a great franchise to be involved into, a classic franchise. Absolutely, a lot of a lot of history there at Vancouver. It's a beautiful city. Um, I've been trying to go out for years, for years trying to go to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, it, it's unbelievable out there. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if you get a chance, definitely make your way out there. So, Darren, i got to ask, what, uh, you know, we, we love hockey here, but most of our listeners are not as avid sports fans. They like to know a little bit about you. What do you do around here when you are not playing hockey? Uh, a lot of community appearances. Yeah. Um, you know, we're always out uh, every week doing stuff. Um, 
try to get a lot of rest. Um, you know, we, we have a busy schedule, and uh, you know, it's nice to have the downtime in the afternoons uh, on practice days and kind of rest the body. You know, hang out with the guys, play some video games sure. with them. And uh, what are you playing these days? Uh, I actually just got the PlayStation back, so I'm uh, really back into the Rory right now. Nice, nice. Which is nice, but uh, I also also just got a, a dog last night, so oh, that, wow. uh, that'll be keeping me busy for the next Birthday while present while to too. yourself? Yeah. yeah, happy birthday to me. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? Uh, he's a Doberman Great Dane mix. Nice. It's a, a big so boy. He's, uh, yeah, he's a big boy. He's 100 pounds. <laughs> so um, I'm sure that, you know, Playing hockey is obviously the ultimate goal. Playing in the NHL, having a successful career, but certainly, you know, the career of an athlete is only so long. What would you like to do if you had total autonomy with your career after hockey's done? Uh, I haven't tried to put too much thought into it. Um, sure. You know, it, it's obviously always in the back of your head, though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always taken a, took an interest into firefighting. Uh, it's definitely a, a possibility I'd consider. You know, after my mm-hmm. career, but uh, you know, hopefully, still got a lot of miles left on me <laughs> sure. and uh, a few more years. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll think about that and make a decision when it comes when the time comes. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Oh, I'm going to talk about the Street Rock Mafia. I got my co-host yelling stuff at me on the side. Um, uh, so I'll close out here with a couple easy ones for you. Uh, just for our readers, what are you currently reading, listening to, or watching on TV? Uh, watching on TV. Uh, waiting for Game of Thrones to fire back up. All right. But, uh, <laughs> that's, I a lot of a lot of Netflix time, yeah, and know. Uh, you know, it's it, it's kind of embarrassing how many shows uh, we we rip through during the season. A lot of between the bus and oh, yeah, downtime yeah. after practice. Uh, there's I've seen pretty much almost every show out there. We spend a lot of time on Netflix, <laughs> so I can really support that. Um, so I gotta ask, my co-hosts have been really giving me a hard time. Apparently, you were singing backup tracks on a street rock mafia song. Street Rock Mafia, good friend of our show. Uh, you want to talk about that at all? What you were involved in? <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool experience. Um, you know, being able to go to the studio with them and uh, you know just spend a couple hours. You know, it's a different experience for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a you know it was an honor letting them uh, or letting us be in, in, involved on their song. Um, you know, it was cool just to go hang out and have some fun. Uh, they're great guys. Um, yeah. You know, I look forward to hearing the song when it comes <laughs> out. And uh, did you, know, you have interest in music beforehand, or was this just something that was? That came came up yeah it's nothing i've ever experienced before <laughs> being in a studio uh, you know it's a beautiful studio and it was, it's just a fun time to go out and hang out for a couple hours get to know them and uh you know sing some music darren i do want to thank you for taking the time out today we do want to thank you especially on your birthday i can't believe you you let us let this guy talk you into giving us time on your birthday you should be out enjoying yourself uh, no problem. uh darren we really really appreciate it congratulations on your continued success we're looking forward to it and uh we'll be back to the show in just a minute So Erin can finish fanning herself oh, off you in the. She's got it so bad. You guys, that um, is so fresh. No, so let me. Uh, I gotta say this, and I want to thank uh, Darren again. You know that game was last Tuesday, February 9th, which was after a, a devastating four-three overtime loss, which was kind of rough. And he 
you know, he very easily has an attitude. It was also that dude's birthday. It was his birthday. That's the other point. It was his birthday. He was something ridiculous, like twenty one. Twenty six. Oh, okay. he he lost the game. He lost it. Twenty one would be much more on brand for you. <laughs> he lost an overtime game on his birthday. That is so bad. Yeah, lost an overtime game on his birthday in a t- in tremendous fashion. And still gave us like ten minutes worth of his time, and he was, was nice, very casual. And that's so, what I'm saying. Shout out to him, and I have to give credit to our man Caswell for helping us out. Thanks a lot, Mark. You're a good dude, good friend of me, and the show, <laughs> <laughs> and the show. Not right. me, apparently. Not not Higgins though. Nope. She had some words. No nope. words. Words. All right, so let's move on to something that we're actually not going to get to comment on real time because it will be happening before you hear the show. But the Grammys are tonight, Monday night. Yes. Uh, Gaga's gonna open the whole shebang. Is that what it is? I don't know. All right, let me ask you a question. She's been everywhere lately. She must have an album coming out. Very busy. I realized (laughs) that. I realized that the Grammys are signifying a change in me as a human being. Okay. Oh, this is deeper than it should be. No, this is deep. No, this is deep. (laughs) Because there was there was a point in time in my life, and Kevin, you'll probably know you were there. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Nope, not at all. When, like, winning a Grammy. Would have been like the highlight of my life. If you're about to tell me that winning a Grammy would no longer be a highlight in your life, I don't know. I would almost rather take an Oscar than a Grammy at this point in time. Oh my god. Yeah, for sure. I honestly would because music is much more subjective than other mediums. I feel like it's it's sort of scattershot to win a Grammy because it's hard to define good music. I guess what really I'm weirded out though. The point I'm getting at is for me growing up like. I wanted to be a, in a punk rock band. I wanted to do that for, like, my life. And right. the idea that if we ever could have won a Grammy would have validated my entire existence as a musician and showed, like, all my family and friends, like, oh, we we meant it. Now, I'm, I'm talking, you know, this is all very speculative. And the fact that I even forgot the Grammys were tonight and that I don't know anyone who's performing, what does that say about music in my life like, it says that, that music has become more compartmentalized and as you get older your interests become a little bit more niche and you move further away from the mainstream just because there's more territory to explore the type of music that goes into the grammys is it's all pretty middle of the road there's not really a lot of surprises sure. there's nothing too far out there so there's a lot of stuff that you listen to that you know like you're conscious of a lot of the music that goes into the grammys mm-hmm. you know you understand that taylor swift is a thing you've heard sure, some taylor sure. swift songs but generally, when you're listening to music for your own pleasure or when you're looking for new music, you're outside of just the mainstream stuff because that's there to be found. There's right. nothing to right. explore there. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? And I think that comes from being the type of person who, somebody who looks into music further. You mm. know what I mean? From like somebody who wants to go out there and find stuff. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just turn on the radio. Whatever's on, this is cool. That's fair. You know what I mean? Um, so, cause I was thinking about this. The last time I was really excited about the Grammys was the year that the Arcade Fire won. Uh, they won her album of the year, I want to mm-hmm. say, for uh, the suburbs, maybe like three years ago. Yes. Four years ago, something like that. Um, and I had that, I remember watching that thinking, like, yeah, score one for us. Like, in my head, thinking, <laughs> like, like for the pretentious people who like Arcade Fire, I, I was blown away that a band that I liked so much was getting recognition from the Grammys because I was so used to the Grammys being only about, like, pop music, I guess, to a certain extent, right? Right, different forms of pop music. Well, I still like, I enjoy the Grammys uh, for the performances. Sure, sure. I, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm such a mark for any time anybody's performing any music live, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll do stuff, they'll be like, yeah, Paul McCartney and Prince and Bruce Springsteen are going to sing a Bob Dylan song together. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. I'll see what goes on. They usually pull out some cool stuff for the performances on that do show. Do we know who's performing tonight? We have no idea. 
I know nothing about the Gammies. I don't know who's winning. I, know, I don't know what's happening. I know that there's the guy, and that's it. I'm going to make some predictions on the Grammys, even though I don't know who's up for any categories. I'm just going to take some predictions. Uh, album of the Year, 1989 by Taylor Swift. Uh, Is that this year or last year? Who knows? I assume <laughs> it wins every year because it's Taylor Swift. Fair enough. It's got to be this year, I feel like. I don't know. Because I was still at MVCC when that came out. Maybe? Am I wrong? I don't know. I, I have, I you know what the best part about lost. that is? Is that not only do I not know, I don't care. No, you're not a fan of Taylor Swift. No, no, no. I don't mind Taylor Swift. She's lovely, but like... Oh, she's lovely. I just really, really don't true. care. Um, yeah, it made me sad that I wasn't really aware of anybody on the Grammys tonight. I am aware that Kanye will not be winning a Grammy tonight. Uh, and I, I want to tie that into something I saw on the internet because uh, I support Kanye, mind you. I get a lot of flack for this. It's getting hard. It's I've getting always hard. been a diehard Kanye supporter, harder. but God, he's getting close to the edge. Like, so I, it seems this album's going to be pretty make or break for him. So let me ask you nuts. a question. Uh, I feel like I should ask this after every album, but we'll ask now. Is Kanye overrated or, on, or underrated? Kanye West. Um... In his own mind or everybody else's mind? Well, I know the answer in his own mind. I'm going to go with underrated. That last album was fire. I feel like he's underrated. A lot of people people are really happy to bash on Kanye almost immediately. And he's a, he's absolutely a maniac, and he's probably lost his mind, and he's an asshole, and he's arrogant, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The music is always so good. And I like having artists who are just lunatics. You know what I mean? He's... And he is. I mean, you married a Kardashian. I don't Where need do him go? to be a nice guy. Like, people get so offended anytime he goes out there and says something dumb. That's what he does. Here's my problem with but it. But is he saying dumb things? Yeah. All right, so the hottest... Like, way dumber than usual? Uh, yep. The I'm, most... I'm so out of the loop. Well, first off... <laughs> I just go to John Zongrown for my Kanye West. That's true. That's Good friend of the podcast, John Zongrown. I'm like, Zongrown, is Kanye doing stuff lately? Well, Kanye got was in the media. Was it two weeks ago for that thing? Where he got in the Twitter fight with Wiz Khalifa, yes. and then he got burned by his ex girlfriend. Oh, that she was a good one. And then today, was it today <laughs> that he came out saying this he was, weekend? Yeah, yeah, he just came out saying that he was fifty three million dollars <laughs> in debt. Are you are you tweet, are you laughing about the Amber Rose tweet? Yes, the yes. dirty Amber Rose oh tweet about God. Kanye's sexual I proclivities. I literally retweeted that hashtag about a thousand times. I thought it was so funny. Good. Good. I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, I guess the point I'm saying is like you, you are right, Kevin. As a guy who supported Kanye solely on the fact over the years that he's yet to put out a bad album, I've yet to listen to any album that I didn't think was amazing. And he's progressing. His and, albums yeah. are progressing. They're not staying in the yeah. same place. They're moving forward. He's making it really hard to defend him. Yeah, this right. this next album has got to be great. Yeah, and it really I feel does. like, and I'm not so sure averages, that it's gonna be. Law no. of averages is that it's gonna be bad because I thought Yeezus was gonna be bad. I had a feeling that this was gonna be the album that like I didn't hear any of the singles that really got me super excited for it. I didn't actually like it the first couple times I listened to it. That was like an, a grows on you album. For yeah, me. definitely. Like, I didn't like it at first, and now I actually really do like it. He's putting out really mediocre fashion as well. Whoa. Well, that's a hot take because he thinks he's changing the game. Yeah, he put out an entire line during Yeezus that was like, um, what was it, Yeezy season? And it was like um, brown uh, burlap sacks on people. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to think that somewhere Kanye West at his house just he's like, laughing. No! 
at this like character that he's just doing this like I'm gonna put burlap sacks on I'm gonna go out there and be dead serious it's gonna be hilarious well that's essentially <laughs> what they are like last season I, I know he just put out one this season and I missed the majority of it but I really was not super impressed I mean he's not like he's not working at a fashion house he's not you know he's not Givenchy for any you know or anything but uh, it's sacks it's a lot of burlap I would argue that Kanye should probably have already won a Grammy at some point in time for yes. album of the year, yes. uh, whether it was for Dark Twisted Fantasy, which yes. I thought was awesome, that was an amazing album. Uh, but I guess the, I guess my thought is now he almost can never win a Grammy now, even if he puts out like an amazing. He's gonna album. be like the DiCaprio of music. He's gonna keep putting out like just amazing, critically acclaimed work, and it's like, nah, we're going in a different direction this yeah, year. Yeah, we we know you're good. It's just like we get it. They should put out a joint movie album with Kanye and Leonardo DiCaprio. He's won 21 Grammys. Who, Kanye? Yeah. Not but never album of the year. year. That's the only one he no, cares about. No, 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 no. Best rap album. That's fair. It, it was the college dropout. Really? Yeah, That's the only one. Yeah. yeah. That's um, it, though. I mean, and I didn't... Well, that was the issue. Was it? Didn't Macklemore win album of the year over him one year? And it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that album was amazing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know any of this. Do we have any more hot takes on the Grammys, guys, before we... The uh... fashion is always my favorite part. For instance, I would just... As always. As always. As always. I was just looking at my Twitter and saw that... Uh, um, what's her face? That little one, the blonde. Uh, Taylor Swift is wearing a gigantic ball gown and a crop top. Like a like a little peekaboo crap top number, <laughs> which I don't really understand, but I'm into it. Yeah, stay tuned after the episode for the fashion cast. Aaron's just gonna talk it's about sequin crop tops. It's just me saying a lot of crap top. <laughs> and you know, what's her face? That one with the song. She got that dress on. That doesn't narrow it down at all. That's, that's every a, person that's in the a world. Joke, dork. I know, I get it. All right, let's move on to something. Uh, speaking of calling me a dork. Darren Archibald's never going to call us back. He's now. never calling us back. <laughs> and by uh, us, Aaron means Aaron. Uh, speaking of... Spe- <laughs> speaking I hope of, he doesn't listen to this. Speaking of dorks, I'm going to go out here and share my, my nerd flag. Oh, uh, I'm going to take a break then. Uh, Give me some of those uh, conversation hearts. N- next week uh, is the 30th anniversary of one of my favorite video games of all time. Regular Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda. You familiar with this game? Are you asking me or the general public? Well, general public, but you specifically. Are you familiar with Zelda? Nope. No? It was it was a girl. She, well, had, she, she had a sword. She well, first off, Zelda was the princess. So don't ask me questions then. If you know I don't know the answer. <laughs> well I'm trying to You're setting me up for failure. Uh, <laughs> I think you're gonna have to start sending like uh, pre-taped questions to Aaron's assistant. And just brief her on these things, because she's going to come in here it's and know It's Mark Caswell. <laughs> Mark Caswell, your assistant. Very good. Yes, send all your questions. Um, <laughs> all right. So, do you want to talk about your uh, your Frozen versus Revenant comparison, or do you want to continue jamming conversation hearts into your mouth post I don't, know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving. Nah, she's um, hit that Valentine's Day wall. Um, yes, I have. Uh, I watched Frozen last night on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Because my Valentine has the flu, so I was a little bit at a, at a miss for plans. And um, I realized last night, after watching Frozen for only about the second or third time, that it draws some very close comparisons to The Revenant, which, as you guys know, I have been borderline obsessed with how much I disliked The Revenant <laughs> we do for the past month. It. It's essentially all I can talk about right now is The Revenant. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Frozen, that is similar to The Revenant. A lot of, like, walking in snow. That was pretty much it. That's <laughs> <laughs> your whole I gotta, I gotta tell... I gotta Honestly, tell. that joke was a lot funnier off camera. <laughs> For all the people listening, Aaron came in 
And when she came into the studio tonight, she's like, I got this whole comparison. I'm doing a whole Frozen Revenant thing. There was an elk that kind of was like a horse. That was kind of like a bear. <laughs> that was kind of like a talking, singing snowman. And that was sort of like the Revenant and also like Frozen. I mean, seriously, <laughs> here's where it comes down to. If you're in the cold for that long, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Yes. Well, I'll say Utica feels like the Revenant a little bit right now. Don't. <laughs> I've made that com- I've made that conversation about three times happen today. You should okay. go out, you should make that conversation just like crawling through the snow there. I just get my Revenant on. Laid in the driveway of my house and like snow crawled like the Revenant, and no one that was with me had seen the Revenant, so they didn't think <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> and here I was in my like North Face knee length puffy parka and my New Balance sneakers pretending I was the Revenant. <laughs> I like because <laughs> she just I, calls the guy the revenant. <laughs> he, yeah, he's the revenant. And then I was like, but, uh, and then I was like, oh wait, I'm Elsa and Anna. And then everybody understood that reference. All right, so uh, do we want to move on? I got a couple reader mail questions that were sent in today. Do you guys want to answer them? Are yeah. they about the revenant? They are not about the revenant. Then um, I am out. <laughs> okay, uh, a couple of these. Oh. These are actually all a bunch of quick hit questions sent in by a good friend of the show. Jillian Ducato, a.k.a. Jilly Dukes. Okay. All right. Jilly Dukes, if you're here this, can you call me tomorrow? we got to make plans. <laughs> All right. So this is a, a couple questions. I'll start with this one. Go. Hey, guys. Did you know that Snapchat gets 6 billion views per day? Who is your favorite person to watch on Snapchat? Now, this is a weird question because I don't think you can follow anybody but your friends on Snapchat. Can you? You can follow whoever you want as long as you have their name. But, like, I don't know anybody on Face on Snapchat who's not specifically someone I've met in real life. Is that, like, a thing you can follow, like, yeah, you like can celebrities? Follow yeah, you can follow yeah. anybody, yeah. Oh. Well, because my answer was going to be, like, the man who took over the Maiden Utica account last week, Gator, from the, uh... He's a good follow on He's Snapchat. an excellent answer, actually. Yeah, his, his Snapchat is unreal. But I don't know any famous people's Snapchats. I don't have Snapchat. You don't have Snapchat? No. I don't feel like you I have it. I don't really use it. I had it, and then I got rid of it. But I used to like I used to follow Jill. So how are they getting six billion views a day if none of us seem all that impressed? Because we're old. Uh, we're old. Kids? Oh my god. Um, Kids are yeah, kids uh, are all over. Okay. There's a huge uh, issue actually with Snapchat right now, and this is like not exactly like a scientific fact I'm about to make here, which none of them really are. But Hmm. uh, kids have been busted using Snapchat in like middle schools and it's going younger and younger and younger, sending like you know what's to each uh, other. Scandalous yeah. photos, yep. Scandalous elementary mm. and middle school age mm-hmm. children. I see what's going on here. Kind of disgusting, if you ask me. Yeah, it's pretty it, bad. You know what? It is disgusting. It's horrifying. But that really just speaks to our generation That's and like cool. the time of our generation where it's like everything is just out there for you. It's, it's so hard to keep anything from kids nowadays. Like, Oh, it's impossible. It's impossible to keep anything. It's impossible. If yeah. your kid's going to have a smartphone, there's nothing you can there's do. No, yeah, like, nothing there's nothing you can no, do. Yeah. I didn't you have can, a phone until I was 16. Yeah, but phones were as prevalent as society either. And it was like a Nokia. You could drive. It was like the size of a brick. You could drop kick it into the wall. Be fine. It'd be fine. What happened to phones that they're so delicate now? They want you to buy new ones, so they, you know. Plus, they are running much more like the machinery on them. Yeah, I don't really care about that part. I want to know what. But that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really care about the answer. So let's move on to another one. Uh, This is a theoretical question. I like these kind of questions. Send more questions like this. Would you rather have no legs or no arms? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> this is a good this question. This is an excellent question. I'm going to go with legs. No I legs. use my arms legs. a lot. No legs stuff. is the answer, I yeah. feel like. Um, I use my arms for a lot. Yeah, a lot of my best talents come from using my arms. Playing guitar, 
uh, typing on the computer. Those are your talents? I don't have many talents, Everything guys. you do, you do with your hands. With legs, you only move around. I mean, you can get some sort of... I don't know, some dude... You can, get, you can either get a wheelchair, exoskeleton, I, <laughs> it would if be, you got money. A hoverboard. I'd be sad about the whole soccer thing, about not having any legs, but I gotta tell you, if you had no arms and legs only, you still probably couldn't play soccer very well. I gotta be honest, like, it's just, it would change things. <laughs> it wouldn't make it any better. So I'm gonna say, no legs for sure. Yeah. 100,000% no legs. I mean, I don't really like having to choose between appendages. But if you had to. I said it. No legs. Right, Aaron so just wants to go one and one. We all get one, one and one. leg, one arm. Well, that's not opposite bad. Sides. Can I do that? Opposite, opposite sides? Yeah, that's pretty no, good. No, you never Op- want them on the uh, same side. Opposite sides for balance. Obviously. All right, here's another theoretical question. What is your spirit animal? <laughs> that's a good question, too. Guys. I'll, you want to take the lead on this one? Jeff take... Goldblum is my spirit animal. Ooh, that's a good answer. That's why you should have went last. It's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it's pretty good. No, because he's been my spirit animal for like 10 years now. Hmm. I always thought it was that where's the beef lady from the old Wendy's commercials who's yelling about you? where the beef... Yeah, that seems about right for me. Really? Shouldn't that be me? Uh, maybe. Think, that's I a guess thinker. It's true. I that guess joke's true. a thinker. Um, or I guess uh, George Costanza, pretty close to my spirit animal. Uh, Kevin? I don't know. Uh, I don't... I feel like I haven't gone on... In order to know what your spirit animal is, don't you have to like... Go out and take drugs in the desert until you see it appear to you in the sky? Well, yeah, that's how I found out Costanza. No, mine's just Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay. He told me himself. Yeah, I saw an image of Costanza in the sky above the New Mexico skyline. He just looked down and he said, I said seltzer, not seltzer. Well, we do know how popular you are in New Mexico. That's very true. I'm Hi-oh, never doing popular. drugs with you. <laughs> Again, you mean. Okay. Hi-oh. All right, let's move on to something else. Now nah, you're a teacher. I'm literally like six boxes of candy deep. You've <laughs> eaten so much candy. I brought them over so I would All get right. them out of the house, and now I've eaten 12. And let's close it out with one last one from Jilly Dukes. Thanks for all the questions. Uh, we don't have over-unders? Questions. No, these are our over-unders for the day. We didn't have over-unders. We're also 19 minutes into a segment. I think that's enough. for. I think the people are going to be sick of us after this. I'm sick of us. Ah, how about it? All right, last question from Jilly Dukes. Thanks for all the stuff. Which internet site do you visit the most? Oh, that's an excellent question. It's a tough one, because I had to think about this for a while when I got this question today. Thanks for giving us the heads up. I did give you the heads up. No, you didn't. Just now. All right, well, let me start then. Don't make me argue with you on a social media site. All right. I would say, for me, it's hard for me to not say Gawker. Even though Gawker sort of counts as about four different websites, because it is also Kotaku and also Deadspin, I spend a lot of time going to Gawker as primarily my first stop in the internet for want to see what's going on during the day. So it'd be hard for me to not say uh, Gawker is not number one. I feel like do do apps? I mean, apps count. Or apps is that it like go site? to the internet. It's got to be an internet site. You know what I mean? Because mm. I feel like I use I use the bar uh, the Bleacher Report app. That counts. I use yeah. the Vice that News counts. app. I that use counts. the Reddit app. Yeah. Does that stuff count? Yeah. That counts. I use the Bleacher Report app way more than I care to admit in general public. Like, I'm on Bleacher Report a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's our that's our equivalent of reading the sports page yeah. with your morning coffee, you know what I mean? Like, wake mm-hmm. up in the morning when you're doing, like, some reading. I don't get the newspaper because it's 2016, but, like, I'll check the sports on Bleacher Report and see what's going on. That's true. I'm a pretty heavy ESPN, classic ESPN. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty heavy. Um, but I use a lot of, like, shopping websites a lot, too. So, like, I use the website Hotlook every single day. But I don't check it more than once a day. You know what I mean? I check it when the sales come up and then that's it. Whereas, like, ESPN, I'll check 33 times an hour. I think Bleacher Report took over ESPN for me because I got rid of my ESPN. (laughs) I've never seen Bleacher Report. 
I got rid of ESPN because uh, I just they got rid of all the writers I liked. Like mm. Simmons is gone and Olbermann's mm-hmm. gone and Rich Eisen and Dan Patrick left a while ago. And I have Rich got... Eisen on my Twitter, so I'm good. Yeah. Guys, uh, good work today. Anything you want to promote before next week? Anything? Anyone? Uh, no. Do we have anything between now and next week? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. All right, good work today, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you again to Darren Archibald. Oh, wait, really quickly. Tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Tomorrow, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. If you live in East Judica, they're setting off pyrotechnics to scare off the birds. Don't think people are coming to get you. They are coming to get you. The birds, the birds are coming, are coming to, get to get you. The birds are coming to get you. It's Beware of the birds. They're PSA. <laughs> Thanks to Mark Haswell uh, for letting us in to Darren Archibald. Thank you for Darren for being so handsome and great and wonderful. Thank you, Aaron Higgins, for showing up. Thanks, Kevin, for living here. Thank you, me, for being me. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Woo! How many times did you practice this? It was one take. It was one take. I just don't want to see the practice.